Punk Theology is the property of Digital Audio Project who is responsible for its content. Don't check it out! Parental Advisory, the following audio program contains explicit language. There, you've been warned. You are listening to the Punk Theology Podcast, Season 1, Episode 31. If that's a real thing, I, I don't know how much you would advertise it or or put it out there. You know, is 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 like an image. Yeah, exactly. Because it's not sexy. You're right. There's humility involved. There's humility and humanity. And we don't. The the humility part isn't sexy. It's not something you put on a t-shirt. Try and brand. I'm starting to get annoyed with that word brand. I have for a while, but I get it. And there's a certain consciousness thing. I don't know if I'm changing the subject here, but branding to me it sounds like I don't know, it's one of those like biblical and enlightened and what's your brand or if you're not aware are you aware of your brand, Russ? You know, like I'd rather be human. I think human is greater than brand. Does that make sense? Yeah, but how are you going to market it? <laughs> so basically what that person is saying that says that is you need a mask. Your humanity is way too fucking ugly. You need to strip a bunch of that ugly out and make it nice and shiny and pretty and set it out there so other people will actually be attracted to it. Because, uh, I mean, honestly, what we talk about in here is way too ugly for anybody to be able to... to well, not anybody, but for most people to even have a little bit of a desire to stick with it. Uh, and you know what? They're probably right. So if we were trying to make money, making that plastic mask would be super important. Yeah. But if we're trying to deal with our own shit... Looking for a niche market. Yeah, and, well, and give place. Well, branding is all about niche. It's about narrowing down yeah. the field of humanity right. and saying. Like a ship runs from the earth, marching out of time. To my love, now. The only way I know. One light, one mind, flashing in the dark. Lightning by the silence of a thousand broken hearts. Who cried out loud? into it <laughs> so did we decide what we we're gonna title this thing woke woke af w- woke af about, how about woke af and arrogant af because i think arrogance is going to come up on this a lot yeah um i don't know yeah so uh kick this thing off then derek you don't want to I'm the one with notes, but I, I forget shit so fast. That's why I write shit yeah, down. Yeah, we'll see how things go tonight. I'm a little. I'm still recovering from a cold, so I'm a little. Oh fine. yeah. So Me this too. May not come out as. Oh. I'm recovered enough to smoke a disclaimers. cigar. Disclaimers. Yeah. Disclaimers. <laughs> yeah. So something that's come up quite a bit in our culture in general is the idea of being woke. Yeah. Um, Hashtag woke is a thing now. Wait, we're missing Chuck, so we're kicking off this episode without Chuck. And woke as fuck is Chuck. Right, <laughs> and we're, we miss you, Chuck. We're throwing that out there, but uh, we, we might do a part two on this topic with Chuck, just because uh, you know, just the, the interesting stuff that he's gone through in the last year or so. Yeah, because there ain't no work at woke as fuck without Chuck. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Brand that woke as fuck like Chuck. we got T-shirts. We're gonna put some T-shirts with his, out with there. His face on. Suppose we come back to you in uh, in. Uh, just a moment or two. On this cue, I'll be back in a minute. Yes, right about there is where the show kind of crashed. See, this is why I like punk so much. Punk rock. Because I consider myself a professional unprofessional. <laughs> punk is all about that. I firmly believe, as part of my personal philosophy, that, you know, some things just don't need to be polished up too much. Right? Some days, you just got to embrace chaos, people. You just roll with it. Can we wake up to the fact that a little feedback, a little noise, a little... <coughs> imperfections are part of life. So yeah, today we're talking about consciousness. Woke AF, right? Woke 
is a, a term that's going around, and it points to consciousness. But how much of this consciousness talk is judgy, right? Like, we're the awoke ones, and they're the asleep ones, right? Woke, hashtag, uh, they believe lies, and we got the truth. So there's this us and them energy that I've seen when it comes to talking about woke and consciousness. Like, you just got to be honest with yourself. You got to speak your truth. Um, what does that mean? And, you know, honesty is the best policy. And yeah, honesty is the best policy unless, you know, you've found like I have, you've maybe walked on the wild side and your experience threatens the reality of, of the good people. All right. Uh, so we get into that. There's different layers, different levels, different experience, life experience and wisdom. So, yeah, we think this is a really important topic. And next week, Chuck joins us. But then Arthur and Steve are out of that episode due to uh, a cold that's going around. And speaking of a bunch of uh, professional unprofessionals and having a bug go around on this episode right there, we uh, had a bit of a glitch and it doesn't uh, transition well. So taking this opportunity to invite you to check out our website, punktheology.com. Got some blogs, got some writing on there. Uh, YouTube stuff. You can see what we all look like on the uh, the YouTube channel there. We're going to do some more of that here in the future. So uh, Punk Theology Podcast on YouTube. If you want to check that out, subscribe to that. We don't put up a lot of content on there. But, you know, uh, we'll see what happens with that. So also, Facebook. Hey, do you know we have a Punk Theology Facebook group? We do. I know. It's called Punk Theology Pub on Facebook. Twitter, you can check us out at Punk Theology Pod, at Punk Theology Pod. And, yeah, we're on Snapchat as well, Punk Theology. Snapchat is the way to, if you Snapchat, there you go. So, right here would be the part where I reboot the show with the official kickoff music. I like the concept behind the word, but the actual use of the word is fucking annoying as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because the people that use that word are annoying as hell. <laughs> um, and uh, what like different pieces, places call it different things, honestly. But it's mostly describing the same thing. So higher consciousness is a very <laughs> common one that comes up. Yeah. Uh, it's, cr- been, it's been a time like a specific social. Yes. So that's issues. and that's not necessarily what I'm talking about as much as I'm talking about biblical. There's another one. Or no, it'd be more if it, from the Christian thing. It would just be being saved, right? Like it would just be revelation. Revelation. Yes, revelation. There you go. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. the word that yeah. the Christians Wait, so, like to use. So this isn't uh, this isn't something I'm that familiar with. So people use the hashtag or use the term woke, but they're being serious. Yeah. So it's more like a like. Uh, social justice warriors, people that are really socially conscious. Like, is is it like your Instagram girls that are on the beach meditating with yoga pants? Is it those kind of people? Yes. Okay. Then on Twitter, you only have so many characters, so woke is a lot. Shorter than consciousness or enlightenment. consciousness or enlightenment, yeah. So that's the, that would be uh, our term for the Eastern concept of it would be enlightenment for higher mm-hmm. consciousness. Oh my gosh. It's also been attached to racial issues revolving mm-hmm. around. And the basic yeah, idea is sure. just gaining mm-hmm. a new perspective. It's pretty strong there. Yeah. Um, but it has to do with seeing uh, racial injustice mm-hmm. that's built into the society, not just like outright police brutality and sexual so. and misogyny and not shitting on those things those things are real yeah but it's more shitting on the arrogance that comes with that like so 
when you do get to a point where you've gained a new perspective, uh, it can be really helpful for you. But there's something that comes into humans at the exact same time, and that it's the realization, oh my gosh, I realize this perspective and nobody that I know has this perspective. I'm better than everybody else. Right. That's the yeah. immediate conclusion yep. that they jump to, mm. uh, and and it's it was, another way of judging people. Right. So yeah. and and all of a sudden you've got a whole class of others that you can label as stupid and ignorant and uneducated. We're the awake selfish. ones. They're the asleep right. ones. Right. Yeah. It's that you know the thing that we're kind of we're fucking with here with punk theology. We're teasing that out. Right. And yeah. it's really gross. Uh, and it's as, especially like in the social justice warrior movement, it's honestly the exact same thing that most people have problems with with evangelicals, right? Yeah. The evangelicals think they've got something special, and they think there's they've got this all figured out, yeah. and that they've been uh, graced with or blessed with this. Uh, We're going to heaven. Yes, You're going right. to the hot place if you don't believe what right. we believe. God chose me. In the I've yeah. been chosen. Eternity. And you haven't, so that makes you better than you. And it's pretty much the same way with the woke culture. Like, I'm woke. You're not. You need to come join my fucking side. And if you don't, you're a piece of shit. And uh, and I'm gonna sit here and make you feel guilty for everything that you do all the time. Doesn't um, sound woke. <laughs> yeah, doesn't sound it's also been around long enough that it's been commercialized, right. and you know now there's it's like 15 abused. year olds running around with t-shirts, yeah. as if like they've experienced enough life to like even Be really understand <laughs> really? the purpose behind the that, movement. That yeah. YouTube guy, he's hilarious. The guy who makes fun of hippies. Oh yes, he's <laughs> right. JP Sears or yes. that guy's That's so funny. The he sells his t-shirts, woke as fuck, and I. Or AF, I thought, man, that's funny. I should get one of those for my meditation. So, like, breathe, like, motherfucker. Breathe, you better. Breathe, motherfucker. Breathe, motherfucker. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, and so, like, the classic example of this from philosophy is Plato's cave, right? Oh, great. Is, yeah. Is that you know we've all been sitting in this cave and there's shadows dancing on the wall and we think that's reality. And somebody gets the opportunity to go outside the cave and see reality and then comes back in and tries to explain it to other people. Uh, the problem is that there's a huge temptation to go out, experience reality for 15 seconds, come back in to the cave <laughs> and spend the rest of your life telling everybody else in the cave how fucking stupid they are and how enlightened you are because you experience reality for 15 seconds. Yep. Yeah. And you and you have access to the door to go do something about it, but all you do is sit around and talk about what a badass you are. Yeah. Um, and, and you've become so focused on yourself that, that actually moving forward and doing something with, with the conclusion is... So like every guy that has ever graduated seminary. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or, no. He's got like five years of, I know what I'm doing. Every graduate from, with a philosophy degree. Yeah, right. seminary take is any graduate of college. It's true. Seminary yeah. implies they left the cave, which I don't think they have. But that's another. Well, they may have left the cave for fifteen seconds. Depends on the point. denomination, John. <laughs> um, Baptists are wrong, you know. Well, the problem is they see leaving the cave as going. To <laughs> so, right. but the problem with this conversation right now is it also assumes that we don't have any of that arrogance. Sure. Right? So that was something that I wanted to really lean in on. Yeah, yeah. Is my own arrogance in some of this consciousness stuff. Because that's, that's definitely in me, and it comes up really ugly a lot. Is there some listener right now that's going, you guys are doing the same thing! Yes, you're right. It, you're right. Yes. That's why we're, be welcome that to Punk Theology. He was listening to himself. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I would be going insane right now yeah. if I heard this asshole telling me, explaining how all these other fuckheads... Are so arrogant, and I'm the only person that realizes that all these fucking arrogant. <laughs> You're not woke as fuck. Let right? me tell you why. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's a real, like, and honestly, I'm probably. So, I asked my wife this evening, like, how on a scale of one to ten, how arrogant do I come off usually? And she told me that was a really hard question to answer. Oh. <laughs> Which means it's probably a higher number than I'm comfortable with and I'm so arrogant I wouldn't take it well um, did she tell the, you uh, she said no she didn't she said she'd have to think she said I tend to be more arrogant around rigid people than I am open-minded people yeah okay. and I said oh just like Jesus <laughs> <laughs> that's being like Jesus <laughs> and well, she said and she says the number and she said 10 yeah <laughs> 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 I was thinking the answer to that question for me is anything below a nine is a lie. <laughs> it doesn't have to be ten, but it definitely should be above nine. 
Yeah. So, so the other thing too that that uh, I briefly mentioned I think before this podcast started. So you've got like you've got these issues that people use this phrase around that right. are legitimate, um, but then they might use the label irresponsibly or from this position that we're talking about just now. Um, and I don't I don't want to ever want to come across as minimizing any of those issues. Um, right. Yeah, you know, we're not minimizing the issue, and and they they could be you know around racism, they can be around uh, environmentalism, sexism. Uh, sexism. Mm. I mean, it, that that phrase has been applied uh, in in many social justice areas, and and I think there's um, varying degrees of legitimacy to all of them. I think that there are people who represent those well. There are people that represent those poorly. Um, and and I think like almost everything else, none of those issues are binary, right or wrong. There's there's a scale, right. um, and they're complicated and they're fluid and and they're not static. Um, and then we've got this issue where you know you've also got the arrogance associated with well, if you, if you believe you're on the right side of that issue, and and you have the understanding that you can come across arrogant. And then there's the flip side too, where you can just expose yourself. I think we as humans have limitations to how woke we can be. We can only <laughs> carry so much. Right. Because part of part of what happens in our culture is we are really big right now into exposing the dark underbelly of everything. That's always been kind of the role of the media, but the outlets for media now are enormous. The Never internet has made it so that there yeah. is you know, anybody can be a reporter now. And it's easy to get information. Too. And, yeah. A lot easier. yeah. And, and, there, and it's easier to get proof. You can video, you can record. That's, you know, running in everybody's pocket at any given time. And now when your boss whips out his junk, guess what? Like, it's a lot harder to hide that and, shit. And, and so what happens right. is you can feel really <laughs> bad about the world you live in. You can be really, really concerned about racism. You can be really, really concerned about sexism. You can be really, really concerned about your consumerism and what you're spending your money on and whether... Kids are being used to make the thing that you are purchasing, or whether the crops that you're supporting are, is free trade, or you know whatever yeah. social issue you want, you can start to like focus on those things and just get wholly overwhelmed right. because you can't live your life perfectly the way you want to. All you have to do to find something wrong with the way you're an American consumer is look a little deeper. Oh sure, yeah, and I think also in religious circles or people that maybe come away from a faith construct, it's usually oftentimes people exchange conservative fundamentalism for liberal fundamentalism. Oh, exactly. You know, yeah. That happens a lot. I, I saw this thread recently. There's some women, it's like on this page, I, I followed a while back and, uh, you know, it still pops up. And uh, anyway, so much of it though, is has been like, Hey, uh, help me with this or help me with that. Like I have all these questions because I lost the church thing and and that structure that really grounded me and rooted me, and I, I did away with it. But now I don't know what to do, and I have all these questions about how do I raise my son to be sensitive and mm. all this stuff. But some lady was popping off about how her husband listens to Joe Rogan's podcast, and he's seems more open minded now and and you know into exploring all these different things. And I you know I actually listen to Joe Rogan's podcast. I think he has some interesting things to say from time to time, but. But, you know, basically all these other women chime in. Oh, I hate him. He's such a pig. Like, you know, you're just a bunch of fundamentalist buddies. Just, <laughs> but just like on the liberal side, where it yeah. used to be yeah, on the yeah. conservative side. That happens a lot. Well, too. honestly, the most common thing for people to do is to start on one side, swing to the other, and then never come anywhere back. Just yeah. just to fix there. Like, like I swung as far as possible, yeah. and this must be the answer now. And the idea... And then now, because they're so emotionally damaged from where they were, the idea of swinging back even a little bit is yeah. just out of the question. Yeah. So they become actually more rigid than they were mm -hmm. before, whereas before they may have actually had the capacity to be open-minded because they weren't damaged. Yeah. But now they're so damaged, they're pretty much stuck up against the wall of the upper the other side of the room from where they started from. Which is funny, because then they're going to get hurt again. Right. It's better yes. to stand in the middle and point to both sides and be like, you're both fucking wrong and it's horrible. Right. Yeah. Which is a really good way to view politics. Right. <laughs> that's where policy making comes in. And that's where I, you know, got really... Uh, that's where I track with Henderson on some of his work. Is I, got, I got really, you know, geeking out on, like, policymakers, Like, people who are actually progressive. People who are actually progressive get shit done. 
Like they go in, they have an idea, let's make humanity better. And they get people in a room who disagree and somehow, with all of our bullshit and all of our egos, they crank something good out. Like that's really interesting to me. Because work that's really difficult for us humans to do. To lay our ego aside and go, what's for the greater good? What's better for humans, you know, to to move progressively forward than to stay stuck in this you know, draconian, misogynist, to use that word, you know, ideas. You just outlined basic, basically why people voted for Hillary Clinton, you know, basically, uh, like Hillary right there. Clinton, I didn't vote for Hillary Well, but Clinton. a lot of people did for that very reason. It's like, yeah, it's not the ideal, it's not perfect, <coughs> yeah. but it's moving something at least forward in that direction. Yeah. But she's people still... that voted for Trump voted... A lot of them were trying to break the whole thing down so that we could burn start. It. Yeah, let's we could burn this thing. I think Hillary would have too. I mean, oh, that, here's the thing about, about politics. Yeah, we're going to politics. Stop the show. <laughs> <laughs> Plane crash. <laughs> Reboot the That's show. That's the thing with the ego in, in what I dig about Henderson is that being in the room of difference. I could not have been in this room five years ago because my pendulum swung and then it swung back. So now I I'm. Confident enough in my ability to figure stuff out, to think stuff through, that I'm not afraid of difference. Yeah. That's kind of the reason I would like to go down and uh, Gertis and I have talked about going down separately and uh, and meeting Zach down in Seattle, not separately from you guys, just because we didn't get to. Because I want to be there, I want to be exposed, and I want to learn. Because it's like it's like Dan said, he says I'm searching, and if this is the best I found. Yeah, I think what you well, said right there wait. is. I'm sorry, Derek. I won't cut you off. Would you? Go ahead, Derek. So, one of the things you said is the, John's holding the thought. Is the biggest <laughs> problem in general with a lot of Christianity is it says don't trust yourself. Oh gosh. And and so mm-hmm. you saying okay, I'm going to give myself permission yes. to trust my own judgment a little bit here, right? And not no, trust, lean not on your own understanding. Right. Don't trust this this <laughs> the most guy in front of thing, me on right? in behind a pulpit. Like I mean. I mean, maybe you can choose to trust him a little bit, but why the fuck would you trust him more than you trust yourself? And and kind of the, give yourself a little more credit to figure this shit out than than you've been giving yourself permission to do. Because if it's not big enough to handle your questions, then you're following something that's not worth following. I think. or you're following a cult like yeah. thing. I swear that's the shit I'm in therapy for. That I'm partially, but that lean not on your own understanding and that whole denial of agency oh, that you're your own person. Yeah. And and yes, you're you're valuable because you're loved so much, but you were bought for a price and your life is not your own and lean not on your own understanding. Yeah. It's the most toxic shit, man. Yeah. Well, to be fair, it's partially true. Like I met lots of people that are way too confident in their own, and their own. It's uh, always yeah, it's that. always a spectrum. Yes, and, there's yeah. uh, there's you can definitely go too far and and leaning on your own understanding. That but is I think we, that, well, we know someone. Yeah, yes. like, like I have met a few people who use that verse weaponized though. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's the point. That's, that's the point. It, it, it gets it gets into lean on yours, lean on mine. Right? Yeah, it gets exactly. into, into a young person's mind. There's something else I, I read the other day. Um, it just cracked me up, but it also almost made me cry too. It's like you got to get them young because if you can control someone's genitals, you got them for life. Driscoll you said know? that. Driscoll said he oh, yeah. well, like yeah. controlling people's. We well, can control the not the genitals, but you know the, the manhood thing. If I can pull the chest hair out on a guy and bring him into war, sort of like I, that, I was thinking more like if, if you could feel guilty for you know being attracted to people. Of, this opposite sex or the same sex, if you, that's your thing, yeah. then you know if you feel guilt for that and that sin and you yeah, know, yeah, that kind of thing. Um, I don't remember Steve. <laughs> <laughs> what were you talking about? You're talking about like seeing, uh, talking to podcasters in Capitol Hill and something about being indifference, being with oh, difference, okay. being yeah, yeah. Ex- in the room with difference. Yeah, because I'm not sitting afraid. in it. Yeah. Of varied opinions. The funny thing is, that's what Jesus did. That's where yes. that's how I kind of approached going to Port Gardner when I was at Port Gardner, and I had that kind of open-handed. Okay, you know, I might not agree with a lot of these people, a lot of them, um, but I also I can stay in this room, and I can stay in the room with you know drug addicts or whoever in a recovery group or something like that, um, because that's what Jesus did. As a matter of fact, Jesus looked at the religious elites. 
And then he looked over at the, you know, the sinners and prostitutes and tax collectors who were sort of like gangsters and shysters back then. Mm-hmm. And he's like, eh, I'm going to hang out with these guys, <laughs> you know, yeah. because, uh, you know, you, you go back to rigidity and flexibility. I think that a lot of that crowd is going, just like you said, hey, like Dan said, right? Um, I don't have all the answers. This is the best thing I got. This is the best thing I know. Or I, help me understand. Yeah. Help me understand. Or I'm really curious about that. That's another great one. Mm-hmm. Um, rigid uh, fundamentalist types, they're, they're not curious about much. As a matter well, of fact, it's based on fear a lot of times. Are you guys so you talking about your fence. church again and your pastor again? No, I'm talking about every. I'm talking about all. Yeah, let's go all, politics. Are we not allowed uh, to talk about our church? You can talk about. You could put this in yeah. politics realms too. <laughs> well, what what we're skeptical is is when you're in. I, I liked your interview with you interviewed Dan, right? Yeah. Okay, I, I liked it. I mean, you seem like a good guy. Um, well, I'm skeptical of evangelicalism or anyone coming from that that particular paradigm is especially someone that's a clergy person and authority is all the answers are already pre-arrived at you know it's okay for you to ask all the questions as long as you arrive at this these conclusions right here right but Dan's not that guy he's not an evangelical I don't know dude I was looking at their website but (laughs) I don't want to shit on him or judge him but, (laughs) but but that's what pays his bills and so you have to you have to land on these you know th- yes ask the questions ask all the questions but you got to arrive at these conclusions yeah yeah and that that doesn't work for me you know? no it, it doesn't work for me and I will yeah. run if I am told I have to arrive at this conclusion I yeah. want to be encouraged to investigate to to be curious yeah and truth kind of works itself out it bubbles to the surface yeah like making whiskey it's like a good mash. <laughs> I'd like to. I, if, if, if I were met Dan, I, I'd ask him that though, and I'd be curious to see what what he'd say. You know, I'd, like genuinely curious because mm-hmm. he seems like a genuine, sincere, open-minded. We should guy. bring him in on a Thursday. That's true. Yeah, I don't know if you want to waste the whole episode. I mean, no, we're not. I'm, I'm being a dick. I'm sorry. I'm being. So. He's uh, probably going to listen to that thought out. Come on, no. Listen. What? Oh, so go, go. Say I don't want to be a boob. What? I mean, does a girl, when the girls are sitting around, they go, you know, guys say, uh, I don't want to be a dick. So does a girl say, I don't want to be a vagina? I'm being a vagina tonight. Or I'm being I don't a- know. <laughs> Actually, what do girls say? In, in pure, like, uh, cunt, I don't want to be a cunt. In, 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 okay. in pure, like, like politically correct sort of terms, I don't know if dick is, like, an acceptable thing to use in our vernacular anymore. It's a good thing we're really concerned about. I know. Well, but, but as long as we're well you said cut, so now we're banned from iTunes. <laughs> oh, really? Russ can edit that out. <laughs> really? No, I never. They don't. We're marked explicit, so it's, it's cool. No, you can go to school with dick on your shirt now. Oh, Really? Oh, man. Like there's a, there's like a actual dick on your shirt or a picture of dick on your shirt. <laughs> Bag of dicks is a great uh, Seattle staple around here. Actually, yeah, yeah. dicks. Yeah, dude. Dicks, dicks is a great. If you ever come to Seattle, you gotta you gotta have a bag, of, a dicks. bag of dicks. Dicks is a old uh, burger joint. So in can Seattle. we talk about something meaningful again? Yeah. Hey, I was gonna I was gonna read the Merriam-Webster. Talk about being. Uh, wordsmiths or sort of being wordsmiths with this yes, consciousness sure. and I was going to read the uh, Merriam-Webster's <laughs> I, I like doing this because it's like okay here's the here's the professional's way of you know defining a word right um, consciousness the quality or state of being aware especially of something within oneself the state or fact of being conscious of an external object, state, or fact. Um, awareness. We were talking about that a little bit earlier. Um, especially concern for social pol- political cause. Um, the organization aims to raise political consciousness of teenagers, for example. So there's there's the first. There's a lot of definitions, but that's, a, that that's one to the, toss around. These words have their place, and, and they mean things. I mean... Unfortunately, though, like like we started the conversation with, it gets maybe marketed or people sort of present themselves in a certain way on social media. I, I, I don't know, but but when I think of those sorts of terms, you know, I, well, I, I mean, I, I go to just the things I've been immersed in. 
like you know work I'm doing in therapy or even this year committed to having a regular meditation practice that's not it's not sexy man it's not cool it's not right. fun it's not like it, it's it's brutal it, it's, it's basic, work well not only is it work it's painful because in, in, in actually they're like you know psychologists and cognitive behavioral therapy models write about this thing I mean they, they call it different things but like just uh, you know layman's way of putting it like autopilot mode we go around in autopilot mode yeah. checked out looking at our screens um, you, you could drive somewhere get to where you got or, or, or get to your destination and realize I, I just drove for 20 minutes I have no memory of the trip I mean that's just constantly that's a, a natural default autopilot sort of mode that a lot of us live in and it's a recipe for stress at a certain point just yeah. being and so what you do is you try to Focus on not being that way. You try to focus on mindfulness. That's a buzzword. But it's actually a thing. Like yeah. to be present, to be conscious. And sometimes that's work to really do that. So all those, that definition, you know, there's there are a few different aspects of it. But that, that means real things. But it's not some glamorous, beautiful... Woke, hashtag woke, Instagram John. girl in a, you know, <laughs> drinking a smoothie on the beach thing. It's fucking, I think there's two different kinds. I think that there is... I, and I think this goes into what Derek's talking about, about being um, arrogant about it, is you see yourself in this, in this level of consciousness of being aware of a situation. You can be aware of social injustice, and then you think you're woke. Mm. Your consciousness has been raised. That is a passive definition. Yeah. But there's an active de- definition. Replace consciousness with attention. Because they're synonyms. Yeah, I, I agree. Attention is active. This yeah. is what you're doing. Yes. This is what you're spending time thinking about, enga- being engaged in, and doing something about. That is where your consciousness transcends the passive, self-affirming aspect of, at least I know this is going on, that this is the way it is, and I don't like it, and I'm taking a stand against it mm-hmm. in this passive yeah. way. Facebook. I'm going to put yeah. a tweet out there and I'll, put a hashtag I'll something. And I, I didn't did even something. <laughs> right. But then you've got the attention where it's like, no, I'm aware of the difficulty that the African community faces and I'm going to go stand with them in St. Louis. Or I realize that homelessness is a problem and I'm going to go participate in taking care of homeless people somewhere. And the, the gap between awareness and attention is huge. Because when you start paying attention and you start actually working on it, you find there are no easy answers. Mm-hmm. The, the whole situation is a giant, tangled clusterfuck. And you no longer feel good right. about your awareness. Right. Because now you're helpless in not knowing what the right. fuck to do. Right. And you realize, if I do this, it might help this in this way, but it'll probably hurt this in this way. And, and it's going to cost me something. And even though it cost, and it's probably going to cost me a lot of pain, and there's a good chance that it'll be completely worthless, and it'll be a bunch of effort for nothing. And uh, and the situation is way more nuanced than I originally thought about when I was aware of it. Yeah. And now I got into it, and I'm realizing, holy shit! Like like this is not what I thought it was. I thought there was going to be an easy answer, and then I got into it. There are no fucking easy answers. This is a big giant fucking so, mess. So there's a big problem in our city. With you just summarized my year pretty much. <laughs> well, I didn't think it would be an easy answer, but I didn't think it'd be as fucking difficult. <laughs> like for sure. <laughs> but what you're talking about, John, is going into that shadow life. Right. Oh yeah. So the shadow life and entering into that is a kind of dealing with consciousness that isn't that. It's not activism. It's you going into yourself. I guess you could say that in in some sort of activism, there's a self discovery. There can be, but if it doesn't work out the way you like, right? Then you you kind of hit the eject button on it. But I think what you're talking about is a is a sense of healing, like. Is there something better? Is there a better... Yes, but, but an aspect of that is cultivating, um, is cultivating empathy, which can have some political implications or outflow uh, because you start yeah. to realize other people's plight or other people's trials, and you start to empathize with them more, and that can take on a certain tinge. But what, what, what I've observed, or what, you know, it's even just a suspicion, is... <clears throat> If that's a real thing, I, I don't know how much you would advertise it or or put it out there, you know, is is, is like an image. 
Yeah, exactly. Because it's not sexy. You're right. There's humility involved. There's humility in humanity. We don't. The the humility part isn't sexy. It's not something you put on a T-shirt. Try and brand. I'm starting to get annoyed with that word brand. I have for a while, but I get it. And there's a certain consciousness thing. I don't know if I'm changing the subject here, but branding to me, it sounds like. I don't know. It's one of those like biblical and enlightened and what's your brand? Or if you're not aware, are you aware of your brand, Russ? You know, like I'd rather be human. I think human is greater than brand. Does that make sense? Yeah, but how are you going to market it? <laughs> so basically what that person is saying that says that is you need a mask. Your humanity is way too fucking ugly. You need to strip a bunch of that ugly out. And make it nice and shiny and pretty and set it out there so other people will actually be attracted to it. Because, uh, I mean, honestly, what we talk about in here is way too ugly for anybody to be able to, to... Well, not anybody, but for most people to even have a little bit of a desire to stick with it. Uh, and, you know, and they're probably right. So if we were trying to make money, making that plastic mask would be super important. Yeah. But if we're trying to deal with our own shit and... Looking for a niche market. Yeah, and, well, and give place. Well, branding is all about niche. It's about narrowing down yeah. the field of humanity right. and saying, no, I'm Newman's own. We're, our brand is not making money and giving it all away. Right. Yeah. That That's their brand. Right. We don't want to deal with all the world's problems. We're going to deal with the handful that we do. And one of them we see is there's a lot of companies just in business for profit, so we're going to brand ourselves as something different. And that will appeal to some people. Yeah. So they'll buy our shit. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to simplify your choice down to making a choice about something that isn't even about the fucking salsa. <laughs> <laughs> New York City! I don't know. <laughs> Is that a pace joke? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Branding's uh, working because it's still <laughs> across his head. It is. Yeah. So, but that's true, though. So, I, I don't know. But they're just a weird rub for me. I think like it's that I relationship it. where you, we as humans, we have this weird thing where consciousness, as I was talking about, has that passive aspect, and then you've got your attention, which is your active. We we wrestle with our time and our and who we are, and we want to define ourselves by the things we latch onto, our beliefs. And so, part of what consciousness is is defining a new set of beliefs. It's saying, yeah, "Okay, yeah. I understand this about the world, and I'm also I'm identifying myself with it as I had to see it. Somehow, I deserve a medal for fucking seeing, seeing that." It. And then, but then a lot of people just kind of leave it there, and that's where I was getting with the attention thing. But everybody chooses what to do with their life. It's not like that's some revelatory thing either. It's just part of what we balance as a human. We have this part where it's like, hey, we're going to think the right things about these things that we care about, kind of, but not enough to actually do anything about. Like, yeah, I care that kids are starving somewhere or that Puerto Ricans are out of power. I am doing nothing about Puerto Ricans without power. Well, the other thing that social media does is is if I if I tweet something or or post something on Facebook, it gives you the feeling that you did something right. yeah. when in fact you didn't. But it gives uh, you the unless feeling. you're a believer in the secret, in which case you did. Ah, uh, yes, the uh, what would they call that? Um, the laws of attraction or something? Yeah, yeah. putting you something positive. Put it out there. Twitter the was like the greatest thing ever for that because you can just put tweet it out the world into what you want it to be. Just speak it. Yeah. <laughs> Tweet it and it will be. <laughs> but that's, that. that's maybe that'll work. So speaking of branding and 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 religion, for example, in, in Christianity, I think, that, and I bought this. Well, this is a this is a this is a part of consciousness that I think I, I bought into. A lot of us bought into was getting saved. Right, yeah. you get saved. That's a consciousness, thing. and then you're a consciousness. And so people took what Jesus said about being born again. And I love that story because it's a Pharisee that comes to Jesus in, at night because he doesn't want to be seen in public with this fucking guy, right? So I'm going to come at night and start asking about my shadow life, right? Mm-hmm. That's Nicodemus in this story. And then he brings out this metaphor of being born again. And so the, the machine church out there grabbed a hold of that and said, well, you have to say this magic prayer and then you're part of our club. So that was sort of a, a branding, marketing sort of a deal, right? What do you guys think? I mean, they prove text scripture, you know, if you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. Yeah. Oh, so that thing leads to the center. That's the right. formula. Yeah, there's a formula to follow. There's a formula. Because how you yeah. get in is what you got to do. 
Um, so a lot of things are proof text, cut, pasted, and formula. And formulas you get the, like the last episode, you get the planties on them. <laughs> what what they don't they brush them up and put them out there. What what they don't realize is that you know Gnosticism's an early church heresy. That, that you know is there's knowledge or 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 certain bits of information that's special, secret, hidden. I mean, it's not like secret or hidden per se, but it does imply that you're quote saved by information. Right. You're yeah. saved by what you think. You're saved by what you believe. News. You're saved by what your ego is aware of. <laughs> right. Yeah. Accepting is true with the requisite amount of conviction. Yes. That is my definition of what, saving faith. What they define it as. And yeah, but it, and that's, so I always like to ask the question, oh, do you believe that 100%? And they say, yeah, they do. Like, I don't think you... Like, if I stuck a gun to your head right now, like, there wouldn't be, like, a minute, like a half a second where you thought, huh, I wonder if I'm going to heaven. They're like, oh, okay, so probably not. Okay, so you believe 99%. Uh, so does that make you mean you're saved? Yeah. How about 85%? Maybe. How about 75%? Like, where's the fucking line? Is it 50%? If you believe it 50% of the line, time, are you saved? Okay, let's keep going. Like, 25%? Yeah, I believe it 25% of the time. Right. Like, like, just be honest with yourself and realize there's some days you wake up and you don't fucking believe it. Yeah. And you panic and you freak the fuck out yeah. and you call it a dry spell or you call it the desert <laughs> or you call it, you got some <laughs> word for it. Voice. Guess what? Like, you don't believe this 100% either, so where's the line? And what about the atheist that believes at point zero 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 one percent of the time? Does that person get saved? Like, that might be enough. How do you know that that's not enough? It, it might... It, it, I think it does go to the consciousness conversation broadly, but it's something I've been really acutely interacting with. I, I have it at different stages over the past few years, and I'm going through another stage where it's coming up again, where um, when... Yes to, to, to all of that, but, but as we've all, I think we can all agree or have agreed, is that there are elements to that thing that grounds people, that, you know, the, 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 the constructs, the formulas have a certain grounding for people in, in a certain stage of life. Right. And when you lose it, when it goes away or, or when you remove yourself from it or you take it apart, the question then becomes what's going to replace it? Right. Yeah. And, that's, and that, in a way, is, is going to consciousness to use the word yeah but it's not easy because it's not like an automatic thing of like you know i shed this i, I let go of this i came out of the cave here but what but what's going to fill that void what fills that vacuum what's going to i think that's the fear of consciousness or the fear of going outside the cave it's like rob bell put it, it, it I, is I love dangerous the way to be fair like like it is it, it is dangerous yeah it, rob bell said that it's yeah. like you squeeze that toothpaste out of the tube it ain't going back no in the tube. it's not you know it's one of those right kind of well, i've talked here about like you know cypher in the matrix you know just uh, put me back in put man. me back in give me a, a pretty girl in a red dress and a steak dinner and a good cabernet that sounds better than this fucking rave in zion that looked horrible right. but anyway that's but that's the, the shadow life right well sure that's, that's yeah, embracing no, sure. the shadow but, but that's life. not to say safe there's not, not safe. Safe. There's not, not safe. safe. You don't have your days where you want to decipher. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm just, I'm just saying, um, and it, it, it is dangerous, and it is, it is safer in the cave. I, I don't know if it's safer because I think that ultimately, in like the cipher story, there's a price to pay for it. You will pay a price for staying asleep, to use that word, but it long term. Like it feels a lot safer for a while until yeah. it doesn't anymore. You know, until it starts to feel like. Dull or drab or like I think every that's that's no, the midlife no, crisis. The version it really is all the way until you die. Yeah, it's, yeah. Or like it's like being. I mean, you didn't die too much longer afterwards. It's like being a, a cow on a cattle ranch, right? Your life is pretty awesome until the last couple of seconds, right? Yeah. <coughs> you were safe. Everything was controlled. Your food just showed up on time. Oh, yeah, God. like and as long as you showed up with that bolt in his hand. Yeah, and as long as you're okay with that that part. <laughs> Like, that's kind of cool, right? Like, you probably live longer than you would out in the wild. I mean, yeah. come on, let's be honest. If somebody actually offered you, like, you turn 18, it's like, okay, the rest of your life is in front of you. Do you want to choose this pretty good life where all your suffering is only at the very end? Or do you want to go through a life where shit could really hit the fan somewhere along the line? Right. Or you might choose the, the cow life. Yeah. Or it's not, or it could not be, a bad choice, to be fair. It could be really beautiful. On the other side of all the shit, like what John's going it through. It could be. <laughs> Odds are. There's no and there's, there's no guarantees, no, but 
but the people I talked to gone through shit like that. Like, I, fuck, I shouldn't even be alive. Like, why am I even sitting here? Like, I was the places I was. You guys, fuck. I, they don't I, give I, microphones to the people that it turned out horrible. Yeah, yeah they're they dead. They're in the lot. ground. Like, yeah. So what? Get over it. I'm not you over it. I know, but that's part of why I do shit like this is to tell people. Hey, go into your fucking shadow life. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be a fucking coward. Or, or, or if gratitude. you're not going to go into your shadow life, own it. Like, yeah. Be aware of the fact that you've decided I'm not going to go there. Yeah. Like that's that's kind of admirable, honestly. Like I kind of get that. Like like if someone came to me and said like, yeah, like you're kind of exploring this stuff. It looks like it hurts. I don't think I'm going to do it. I'm aware that that there's the potential out there for for good, but I'm kind of happy with where I am. And I see that it could go somewhere good, but I'm kind of but I, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm aware of the consequences. I'm going to make the choice. Like that's kind of cool. Oh, dude, like, I, that's, I, that's I kind of. I'm but I'm sort of the started. guy who's going to sit there and go, okay, well, give me a call. You know, that's cool. So you can stay there. That's great. But give me a call when your roof caves in. I was talking to because uh, <laughs> that a happen. friend of mine a few weeks ago. He's, he's an accomplished nurse at the UW. He, he works in the ICU. <laughs> Smart guy. And, uh, you know, just chatting. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm doing EMDR therapy. It's like it's like a frontal lobotomy every week. It's, it's kind of, it's really interesting. And I'm getting a lot out of it. It's really intense. It's really brutal. Like, no, dude, I can't. Like, like for me, it's Paxil, jogging, and IPA. That's, that's, I'm, I'm not even opening that can of worms. I'm not even doing it. And I just Paxil, laugh. jogging, and IPA. Seriously. Yeah. And, I, and I'm like, I get it, man. I don't blame you. I get it. Yeah. And, and that goes to... One of the themes that that is, is underlying in a lot of our conversations is dealing with your shit, and is it overrated? <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's that's what's interesting too. I think back in my life at a time, in my younger, certain reformed era, when I didn't respect that choice that some people make. Mm. Like I just assumed that I would be able to handle everything in life <laughs> dished out. Oh, right, man. And then I learned I was fucking wrong. <laughs> And my life was bad enough that I couldn't handle it all, but it's not so much I can't go into it, and I'm not willing to engage it. Mm. And I'm trying to, to like, whittle that down mm-hmm. so that the pile's small enough so that it doesn't get so big Yeah, that I can't do it. The overwhelm. I don't want to get to the place where I can't. And, and I fully realize now, and I'm 40 years old, and I think about options that could happen in my life about horrible things that might happen to say my wife or my kids or my because I've heard enough stories of people's life who've been really fucking awful in the areas where the things that matter most to you the people that are close to you yeah and their life is off the rails and they don't face it (laughs) and I realize now and accept fully that could happen to me like Mm. there there are scenarios I've gone through and I'm like nope Alcohol is, alcoholism is absolutely the one one hundred percent best response I would come up it with. It could happen. To that happen. It could happen. And I would <laughs> gladly live my life. Mental hospital. The it could rest happen. Of the time. Is that a recent <laughs> awareness? Or yeah. Yeah. Like within the last year, I've fully realized. No, there is shit in this life I don't want to face, and if I had to, my life would spin out of control. Yeah. And I think and, that's. And I would. I would just. I would literally wear alcoholism as yeah. Shit's happened, you can judge me if you want, but this is how I'm coping. Sure. There's something to that. There's a few things that you mentioned that had me thinking about consciousness as well as one of them is bones in the closet, right? There's a metaphor people use a lot. And I think that that's another one. I think like they say the skeletons. Yeah. Skeletons, yeah. Or, 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 or you just get a, bones you open the door and there's just bones fall out. There may be, that just means my dog. Some people have one skeleton. Some people have a full walk-in closet and they open it and they're just buried in bones. I heard a story um, earlier in the week. and Because so doing the podcast over the years, uh, d- dealing with people with sexual compulsive behavior... And there's people that go into their shadow life mm-hmm. and get to the fucking roots of that shit. And some of the stuff that Chuck and I have talked about, with because we're survivors of childhood sexual abuse. Not everybody who suffers with um, compulsive sexual behavior is like that, but there's some kind of trauma in there. And there's all these fucking... And this sort of pisses me off. And I, I again, I mentioned the Shik Shadel thing, but it, it's, it's out there with sex addiction as well. There's, you know, retreat centers and people pay tens of thousands of dollars to get sober. Right. And they might get sober for a little while. 
You know, and I heard a story of another guy who just, you know, he just blew up his fucking life. And I was out driving, so I'm, I do, you know, Uber and Lyft, and I was in Linwood. And I pulled over because I'm trying to, you know, find out where this person is, and my GPS is all weird and everything. So I pull over not too long after hearing this guy's story, and I look over, and there's this house just off the road, and it's just rotted. Like, the whole outside of it is mold, and the fucking ceiling's kind of caving in and all this stuff, right? It's just a house that's been sitting there dilapidating for years. And I thought of making I thought of it as a meme. It's like, you know, that shit doesn't happen overnight. Mm, yeah. And for this cat, you know, and I'm not going to mention the name, Ronnie. I'm not going to tell a story, but for this cat... Um, that didn't happen overnight, right. and he had a lot of he had a lot of you know uh, opportunities to heal and to go into that shadow life. But I think he picked the route over and over again of just getting sober because that shit's too scary. Um, and and you know, talking about you know talking about something as devastating as childhood sexual assault is is really hard, man. I didn't want to talk about it. I really didn't. I avoided it for decades. Um, but when I did, and when I walked through that valley, there was light at the end of the tunnel. At first, I thought it might be a fucking train coming. You know, seriously. Uh, Suicidal thoughts and shit like that started creeping in. It wasn't. It was no picnic. But I'm glad to be here. I'm, I'm glad to be alive today. My life isn't easy. It's difficult, but... I find things every day to be grateful for, and um, I just challenge anybody not to let your, to let your not, house cave in. And I'm not saying know? that it's not worth it. I, I I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't think it was worth it. I yeah. do think that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I do have hope, uh, but I, you know, I'm just saying I get it for the people that that look at it and say uh, no. Well, I have compassion for people who yeah try and fail yeah and just can't Stay wherever fair. they're at. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. Something humbling in, about it, for sure. Yeah, big time. That's not a bad place to end. Okay. Mm. All right. Plane landed. Out. Thanks for listening to Punk Theology. Don't forget to subscribe, like to join us in having more ears hear this punk sound. Please leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, or wherever you may hear this fucking podcast. Punk Theology is the property of Digital Audio Project who is responsible for its content. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Oh, cat! That's a huge bitch!